1: Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year, your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Doctor Health Radio, the Snowman himself, David Snow.
2: Hey, when you think the medical world knows everything, remember ketchup was once sold as medicine. That's <laughs> true. Uh, you know what? Uh, speaking of medicine, you know what individual is most often late for a doctor's appointment? It's the doctor. <laughs> On the other hand, we are never late for this weekly audio doctor's appointment, and we don't require that you uh, have any insurance. It's not going to be painful, we promise you of that. Uh, And uh, best of all, you don't have to take off your clothes, unless you want to. It has been pretty hot out there lately, Uh, but uh, this is your weekly doctor's appointment uh, here on the radio, and we welcome you to the healthiest hour on radio. I am the snowman, David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy, and a reminder, I am not a doctor myself. I am a board-certified toctologist, however, not to be confused with a proctologist, that's the other end, Uh, but we do have a doctor on the show, a real doctor, in just a few minutes today on the program. Dr. Sal Giorgiani joins us for an hour of conversation on men's health. With June being Men's Health Month, we round out this first summer month of the year on the last Saturday of June to raise awareness to all the males out there in Radioland, of which uh, over 50% of you that tune into talk radio are males, and of course all the females that interact with those males are also important, and we always have um, uh, valuable information on health for both genders, but Dr. Giorgiani will be getting into um, detail about what it takes to maintain maleness, and uh, and just uh, the total package of uh, what it takes to have uh, men stay healthy and uh, become healthier if they're not uh, quite there yet, and also how Viagra came to market, as he was one of the key people who helped launch Viagra back in uh, 1998, excuse me, um, and uh, we'll have him... Talking about that a little later, he's an author and advocate as well as activist. Uh, he's been on the faculty at Columbia University where he graduated uh, with a doctor of uh, pharmacy from. And uh, we'll talk about prostate issues, fertility, virility, um, diagnosis of uh, different men's complaints, uh, some habits of, uh, of the male species that need to be um, well, you need to pay more attention to maybe, and uh, some of the most neglected areas of men's health that uh, people might be suffering from. So we'll talk about everything having to do with male health on this hour of doctor health. Uh, Dr. Sal Georgiani, nationally recognized expert, by the way, in men's health, and uh, he was also associated with Pfizer, which is why he was involved in Viagra. They were the company that brought it out uh, almost 25 years ago, but he was Uh, At that um, company, he was also editor-in-chief of the Pfizer Journal, which is an information journal there, as well as being the key figures, one of the key figures, as I mentioned, in launching Viagra back in 1998. And we'll talk about uh, erectile dysfunction drugs and um, the latest on that. Also, female Viagra, if uh, anything's being done there, if uh, the pharmaceutical companies are working behind the scenes, I think you'll find it somewhat surprising on some of the information he has on that. And um, he's also a science advisor for the Men's Health Network. So Dr. Giorgiani coming up after some news you can use to be healthier. Next week, be sure to join us for Cindy Bertram. She's a travel expert, and we'll talk about uh, traveling healthy. That's our annual travel health show here on Dr. Health Radio to kick off uh, mid-year and and travel. Uh, Well, it's one of the... the, uh, Main travel times of the year for people assuming that your your flight is not going to be canceled or delayed, uh, but um, we'll talk about well everything from cruising to trains, planes, automobiles uh, any type any type of uh, trip you might be taking or maybe you're taking a staycation and we'll talk about uh, well everything from supplements to travel, what else to pack for healthy traveling uh post-COVID cruising and masking and vaccinations and everything else having to do with traveling healthy. So uh, be sure to tune in for next week's show on that. Uh, let's go to the diet department. Can weed help you lose weight? Excuse me, weeds, not weed. <laughs> I'm specifically talking about dandelion, that weed that uh, is a common weed in many lawns. Well, it can help to speed weight loss. And uh, this is a review of some uh, information we've had in the past, but it boosts uh, metabolism and burns more calories. Just a handful of dandelion greens, they say, can do it. Uh, They're somewhat bitter, but actually bitter is good because it stimulates the production of bile in your liver, and that helps to break down fat and toxins uh, so they can be flushed out of your system. Harvard University investigators report that women who improve their bile health increase metabolism by 53%. Plus, they had fewer cravings and hunger pangs, so a multitude of benefits for the common garden weed, and not just dandelions, but uh, any bitter herb or vegetable uh, will have that effect on helping to stimulate the flow of bile, uh, but uh, dandelions being one of the most commonly obtainable of the um, of the greens that do that. Uh, let's see. have got a few more minutes. How many more minutes do we have? Uh, just so I can... Uh, Okay, I think we have... Oh, here. Okay, let's uh, go from... This is from the medical team at Healthline. uh, Some um, tips to, um, well, uh, some things you need to get checked out if you're a man, since we're going to be talking about men's health with Dr. Giorgiani in just a few minutes. But every year you want a blood sugar check, and this is kind of a review. He might cover some of these, but I wanted to make sure to cover these for you. And not only for diabetes, uh, do you get your blood sugar checked, but also... Because high blood sugar greatly increases your risk of heart disease. But wait, there's more. If your blood sugar is too high, you can also suffer from kidney disease or kidney damage and erectile dysfunction. Not a not a fun thing. None of those are um, fun. And so uh, be aware of that. So you want to make sure your level of blood sugar is within a normal range. Also, uh, another thing to have every year checked is skin. And we'll have our dermatologist uh, Dr. Patrick Ellison, a uh, little later in, uh, let's see, well, he'll be next month in, a, I think, the July 23rd show is when we have him scheduled. So, um, summer skin sense, uh, safe summer skin there. Uh, PSA test, also important, and Dr. Giorgiani will uh, no doubt talk about that in detail, but one in seven men will develop prostate cancer, and actually, if you live long enough, virtually all men have some degree of it, but it's usually another disease that takes you out first uh, because prostate uh, cancer. If you have to have cancer, it's one of the best ones to have other than skin cancer because it's one of the slowest of growing unless it's a, the aggressive type. And um, all men over 50, uh, 50 to 70 actually uh, should be checked on a yearly basis. So we'll talk about the state of your prostate in just a few minutes with Dr. Georgiani. Every three years... Uh, you want to get a colonoscopy. Uh, initially, it's a good idea to get it if you're over 50, and then every 3 to 10 years after that as a man. Also, blood pressure and cholesterol checks. Uh, high blood pressure is the number one cause of stroke in men, so uh, that's always important. And I would check it more than once a year, but um, you know, I'd, I'd get mine checked every I don't know how many months. High cholesterol also can cause, uh, of course, serious cardiovascular problems. Other important tests, echocardiogram, as well as a liver enzyme test, which is usually part of a standard blood work. And uh, especially important if you drink alcohol, by the way, or if you take a number of medications regularly, that can also do it. Or if you're obese, because there's, um, and this is going to be the, the number one cause of liver transplants or four liver transplants in just the next decade or so. And that's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease from all the obesity people um, that people are suffering from. I mean, a third of our population is obese and that's going to cause liver failure. Um, and then uh, finally, two other tests, a thyroid test uh, to test your uh, thyroid stimulating hormone. Again, that's usually part of a uh, a standard, um, you know, blood profile uh, or comprehensive blood test, and then lung screening, which is especially important as you age because your lung capacity does go down uh, as we get older. All right. Okay, so I have a few minutes, so let's go to the fitness file, and uh, want to mention last week's show with um, hearing health expert Randy Wallers. Uh, I didn't get to this article on hearing and exercise. If there's anything you can do to prevent your hearing from getting worse with age, it's exercise. Uh, this is an interesting study. This is from uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. They found that uh, uh, might be a boon for hearing, for your ears. <laughs> Moving your legs might help your ears. A recent study found that walking just two or more hours per week, not per day, only per week, Help preserve people's auditory function, and uh, that exercise improves blood flow to the cochlea. That's your uh, uh, auditory portion of the inner ear. And it may also protect against oxidative damage, according to the researcher. So good news there. Yet another good reason to exercise. Have an active weekend this weekend, and make sure uh, we always try to make sure that your weekend is strong, as strong as it can be, and as active as it can be. All right, and don't sit still. Uh, All you lazy bones out there, maybe you're binge-watching. Why don't you do some, you know, binge-walking instead of binge-watching? How about that? Uh, Replacing sedentary behavior, they say, with just about any other activity, including, get this, more sleep. Even sleep is better than just sitting and watching TV, but that can help your um, heart stay in top form. This was a study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology, and the researchers found that substituting 30 minutes of sitting time with sleep was linked, and, and this is a review which I've mentioned before. Um, it's not a new break, groundbreaking uh, study, but worth um, repeating. And it was linked with improvements in various markers of heart disease risk, such as insulin levels, which I just mentioned a minute or two ago. And, uh, of course, not surprising, exercise works too. No, so you, more sleep, more exercise, less sitting. All right. And my motto for, uh, for fitness, movement is like money. A little is better than none, more is better than less, okay? Just use money as an analogy or a metaphor. All right, uh, let's see. And... Um, ba- 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 got that. Oh, yeah, okay, let's go to the Funny Bone Pharmacy. And uh, <laughs> you've heard about various home remedies to um, to address different health concerns. Well, here are a few stay-at-home remedies. Maybe these should stay at home. Uh, don't try these at home, maybe. Maybe. Prune juice, number one choice for when you can't go number two. <laughs> How about that one? Uh, here's another one. If it can't be fixed with duct tape, you're not using enough duct tape. <laughs> Removes warts, men's broken bones. Uh, better Buttermilk, not sure if you're old enough for age spots. Oh, it, it says it gets rid of age spots. Here's a hint. If you have buttermilk in your refrigerator, you're old enough. <laughs> and then finally, Whiskey. Uh, takes care of the toothache and the heartache. And, uh, so much for stay-at-home remedies. Okay, that's it for the Funny Bone Pharmacy. When we come back, Dr. Sal Giorgiani joins us for an Hour of Men's Health, special edition of the program. Don't miss any of it. But if you do miss any of the morning show, our show does rebroadcast tonight. 12 hours from the time you're listening to it in the morning on the station you're listening to right now. And you're listening right now to David Snow on your radio. And it's the Healthiest Hour on Radio. Dr. Health's name. Wellness is the game. Back after this with more information for your good health.
3: Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now, our new products bring the power of Noni Fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni Fruit Leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing Lavender Noni Lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni Fruit Leather and Lavender Noni Lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our Noni Lotion and Fruit Leather for improved health and energy.
1: Welcome to the next generation of whole food supplements going beyond ordinary vitamins and minerals to bring you fresh, raw, whole food nutrition with real health benefits. When you take a whole earth and seed food supplement, you not only get certified organic non-GMO ingredients, you also benefit from food source nutrition more easily absorbed and utilized by the body. Vitamin E from sunflower, selenium from sprouted garlic, Vitamin D3 from organic lichen and calcium from wild harvested algae are just a few examples of the pure food nutrition you'll enjoy from every whole earth and seed product. Taking a multivitamin? Then choose from four formulas designed to support the nutritional needs of both younger and more mature men and women. Whole Earth and Seed also offers a selection of organic three supplements, including their Fish-Free Marine Algae 3. And if you want the best-tasting energy bar on the market, try the popular Organic Vegan Greens Protein Bar with 15 grams of protein. You'll find Whole Earth and Sea products at your favorite natural food store. Learn more at WholeEarthSea.com. Feel the difference that pure food nutrition can make in your health with
2: Whole Earth and Sea. Welcome back to Lifestyles of the Fit and Healthy here on the healthiest hour on radio. Hey, no matter what the weather is outside, it's always six feet on your radio, six feet of snow, that is. Well, 5'11 when I'm barefooted, but uh, six feet of snow to keep you cool and healthy every weekend morning, if it's Saturday morning. And our show does rebroadcast tonight, 12 hours from the time you listen to it in the morning on the station you're listening to right now. David Snow on your radio, thanks so much for joining us in this um, program. On today's show, of course, men's health is the focus of discussion, and we have Dr. Sal Giorgiani with us. I think he's a member of AAA because he's both an author, advocate, and activist, as well as a pharmacist, and he's been on the faculty at Columbia University and has many other uh, credentials to his name, and we'd like to welcome him to the Dr. Health radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Sal. Dr. Sal Giorgiani, good morning. How the health are you? Good
4: morning. I'm great, David. Thank you for having me on your program today.
2: Well, thanks so much for being there and doing what you do. I mean, you have uh, spent decades um, in medicine to promote men's health, and let' uh, let's, let's uh, go back --'ll look into my retrospectroscope, if you will, and uh, go back to the '90s when you had an instrumental part in uh, introducing Viagra to the world. Tell us about that first uh, first of all.:
4: <laughs> Well, that was certainly a very interesting and unique time in my life. Uh, I was one of the original team of 15 individuals that helped uh, develop uh, Viagra and uh, bring it to the marketplace globally. Uh, and we worked very, very hard to bring what now we recognize as a as an enabling technology to couples, older couples who had lost the ability to be intimate in their latter years. It was a it was a drug product that people have searched for for hundreds, thousands of years. Uh, an effective, safe product that helped would make latter years of your life as as rewarding and intimate as you wanted it to be. So we looked at this product as not just for guys, but we looked at it as a product for for guys and their partners to be able to reinvigorate the lives that they had earlier on. I think it's ironic to look at it also that Viagra was launched about uh, 50 years after some of the uh, earliest contraceptives, sorry, 25 years after the earliest contraceptives Ah. came out. So it was a, you know, it was a generation of individuals who grew up with the oral contraceptives that were launched in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and then grew up with them uh, that again enabled uh, intimacy as a regular part of life uh, without, without significant problems. So uh, it still is a very important medication that we're, we're very proud to bring.
2: Yeah, and along the lines of, of uh, what you were just describing, Dr. Sell, uh, I wonder if the baby boom generation would have been, a, if there would have been a bigger boom to the boomer generation, uh, you know, in other words, a higher population of that particular demographic if we had had Viagra at the same time as we, as you mentioned, uh, the most contraceptives came out 20, uh, 50 years ago.
4: About 50, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> interestingly enough, David, Uh, One of my colleagues and I actually did a a look at the birth rate uh, over the years after Viagra was introduced Ah. uh, in the U.S., and we estimated that 15 years after Viagra was introduced into the market, there were probably uh, another 1.2 million, quote-unquote, Viagra babies born, that are babies that were born to couples later in their lives. Really? They might not have been able to have babies. Yeah, and you know, it,
3: huh. it also
4: is interesting that that fit with the with the lifestyle of individuals who tended to get married uh, a little later or start their families a little later because of career path uh, and focus on careers. Um, and that, you know, uh, erectile dysfunction—the problem that causes all of these uh, tremendous losses of intimacy—it isn't just for guys in their seventies, sixties. Some men in their mid to early 50s, and even earlier, in a very few, small percentage, uh, also suffer from ED. So, uh, for, for folks like that, it was a very important way to uh, have babies and conceive pretty, pretty naturally. i yeah, very it, proud of that.
2: Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that, uh, Dr. Giorgiani. And uh, let me, uh, one question that just came to mind when you're mentioning that now, would this be. Maybe uh, a deterrent, well, not a deterrent, but uh, a substitute, maybe uh, people that needed to, because they had ED, uh, erectile dysfunction, and maybe they needed to really get there, you know, because as you know, Heart disease can be a, a symptom, or uh, ED can be a symptom of heart disease, or diabetes, or uh, other serious conditions. And maybe the the men were using Viagra because they were, you know, they had they were suffering from ED. But they did that instead of uh, having their doctor do a full checkup and seeing what the root of the problem was. I mean, what about that,
4: David? That's such an important concept to get across. Uh, problems such as ED are due to problems with the blood vessels, the blood vessels that run through male anatomy as well as the rest of the body, uh, and it, it usually is caused by plaque atherosclerosis or hardening of yeah. the arteries, what they call it an inability for the arteries to engorge with blood uh, and cause a successful uh, erection. So you, you have to make an important link between managing conditions such as Diabetes, uh, smoking cessation, uh, obesity, uh, hypertension, and or, and good sexual health.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: men don't understand that, and that's one of the reasons that uh, AD can have its onset early on for uh, men earlier, who perhaps may have had poorly controlled diabetes since their 30s or 20s or younger. Uh, you have that that difficulty for arteries to be compliant. So yes, we always believe that one of the important things that physicians could do is to essentially make a covenant, a contract with, with guys. Look, I'll treat your ED because that's something that most men and couples worry about. I'll treat your ED, but you got to promise to treat your diabetes, treat your high blood pressure, right. lose some weight, stop smoking. So we made those, we tried to get those links instilled in primary care docs uh, as an important intervention and motivation for guys to get healthy
2: again. Absolutely. And, you know, let, let's uh, introduce or let's kind of review, Dr. Giorgiani, if you would, uh, the discussion we had earlier in the week off the air about the fact that if men want to be healthy in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, they got to start in their 20s, 30s, and 40s to lay the groundwork for that healthy, welderly person that they hopefully will eventually grow to become.
4: Yes, very important, David. Uh, you just don't get debilitated Overnight, unless you have some catastrophic accident,
5: mm-hmm. but
4: for most people, men and women, uh, it's because they don't pay attention to their lifestyles, their diets, their exercise, all the things that good nutrition and use of supplements to help their nutritional support systems. They don't pay attention to that as much as they should in their thirties. And I, you know, frankly, I, I was that way too. I was doing a lot of traveling. I was on the road and up a lot and. Uh, and I was very, very busy at work and didn't have time to do all the exercise that I probably should have been doing in my 30s and 40s, and I paid for it in my 50s and 60s, and now I'm in much, much better shape in my 70s. Uh, but, you know, guys have to prepare for that. One of the things Men's Health Network does is we have a lot of information available to men uh, and the those who love them uh, on our website, www.menshealthnetwork.org, and one of the most important uh, pieces there uh, is a get it checked piece, which uh, it's called get it checked. And what it does is by age category, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, et cetera, et cetera, it lists the kinds of
3: uh, ah.
4: health checkups you should be getting, Good. when you should be getting, how frequently you should be getting them, what kinds of tests you probably should be thinking about, talking with your doctor or nurse practitioner about having done. What vaccinations? Getting vaccine updates along the way is very important. You know, polio is on the rise again. Stunning to those of us who saw the effectiveness of the polio vaccine. But as vaccine hesitancy due to COVID vaccine starts to become vaccine hostility across the board, we're seeing polio rising its ugly head again. Mm. So this check material can help be good guidelines for guys and those who love him, love them about what to do to stay healthy in their 30s, 40s, 50s so they can lead vibrant, wonderful lives in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s.
2: Wow, that's good advice indeed, doctor. All right, uh, doctor, we need to take a break for the bottom hour station ID and uh, do some business. And when we come back, I have many more questions for you on men's health, this special edition of Dr. Health with pharmacist, Dr. Jell, excuse me, doctor, I tried to combine your first name and your last, Dr. Sal Georgiani, uh is with us, and uh, he is a representative of the Men's Health Network that he just mentioned. We'll give out that website one more time uh, later in the show. And when we come back, doctor, I want to ask you, what is the most neglected Test or procedure or habit or what have you uh, that you wish men would pay more attention to that they have been neglecting. Plus, we'll talk about female Viagra. Is there such a thing? And uh, are, are things going on behind the scenes uh, working on that since he's a pharmacist? And uh, what about before Viagra? There's, uh, uh, you know, the herbal um, aphrodisiacs of uh, Yohimbi and horny goat weed and some of the other things that men still take for that as well as other men's health problems and issues such as uh, prostate health, uh, prostate cancer being one of the most common cancers in men uh, and uh, one of the biggest killers as well. So we'll talk about that right after this as The Healthiest Hour on Radio continues. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health continues.
6: When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Theralac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Theralac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Theralac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of a superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery, and more strains are not necessarily better. Ferilac is optimally formulated for results. Therolac, the high potency probiotic with guaranteed strength delivery and stimulation, supporting your digestion, regularity and immunity. Therolac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information go to therolac.com. Snow, snow,
2: snow, snow,
6: snow. snow.
2: It is David Snow on your radio. Hey, nothing against vaccinations, but don't forget healthy lifestyle validations and nutritional vitaminizations. And we have uh, always taken the holistic approach to your health, all aspects of it, here on Dr. Health for the last 31 years. And here on today's show, we have Dr. Sal Giorgiani joining us. He's an author advocate. I, I forgot to mention uh, earlier that he's the author or co author of over 100 peer reviewed papers. And publications, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, he's on the—he was on the faculty of Columbia University, and he's a pharmacist. And uh, we're privileged to have him here from the Men's Health Network, uh, Doctor. Let's uh, let's talk about some. Uh, well, first of all, the question I asked you before the break, which uh, we needed an answer to before we move on, and that is, uh, what is the most neglected test or procedure that you wish men would pay more attention to or get that they're most neglecting?
4: Well. Believe it or not, David, one of the things that guys should be doing that they're not doing in their younger lives, uh, because we also need to focus on healthy young men, is between the ages of 15 and 30, the uh, is the highest is the is the prime time, if you will, for testicular cancer. That's right. Testicular cancer is uh, very very treatable, as with prostate cancer, breast cancer, and many uh, uh, many fortunately now many other cancers, but testicular cancer strikes men, mostly in age 15 to 30, although you can get it in later years, uh, and it's a simple procedure. It's the analogous thing to what women do with self-exam of breasts, and that is examination of your testicles, uh, and that is uh, something that we, we rarely hear young men doing, and while it's not a very prolific cancer, it can be a deadly cancer, uh, and it can certainly lead to uh, problems with uh you know, procreation or, or childbearing. So, you know, we urge guys to learn how to do a testicular self-exam, do it regularly, and do the next best, the next most important thing is when you do feel an abnormality, go get it
5: checked. Mm-hmm. And that,
4: that goes for so many things across the lifespan for, for men, David, which is we tend to wait a long time to go into the healthcare system and then get it checked. So when we have a, a, a problem or we perceive a problem, we we put it off, we put it off, we try to fix it ourselves. And for many things you can, but for many other things, you can't really fix it yourself. You have to get some help. So mm-hmm. one of the we've surveyed men about their attitudes to health care, and the majority of guys uh, feel that they are not living uh, their optimal health lives. Uh, But they are reluctant to go, and most men, surveys show, would rather be mowing the lawn, cleaning the bathroom, or going out shopping with their girlfriends or wives or significant others uh, than going to a doctor's account. And that's because they don't believe that the healthcare system is very welcoming for men. Mm -hmm. So in the earlier years, testicular exams are very, very important. And across the lifespan, when you feel something's wrong, Go get it checked out, and don't wait until it becomes a problem.
2: Both physically and mentally, you're talking about, as far as feeling, you know, if you feel something's out of place or, or not right in your body, uh, even though it's not maybe a physical, um, obvious sign or symptom?
4: Well, sure. Uh, you, you must also pay attention to your emotional wellness. Right. Uh, guys are very bad about that. Uh, we see... Unfortunately, the suicide rate in boys and men uh, is growing. Right now, the number of suicides that we see in males in the U.S., and this is consistent across the world, actually, is about four to six times higher than it is in women. Is that right? Wow, I didn't know there was
2: such a disparity there.
4: Oh, It's huge. Uh, and when you get into your older years, when men tend to stop war- working, uh, it, it is even greater. It can be up to 10 times, depending on the
5: nice. graphic. Like but, nice.
4: but it's huge. Uh, and unfortunately, also, David, because of the impact of, of COVID on socialization, uh, on our uh, view of life or ability to interact with individuals, we're seeing a huge increase in, uh, in suicides and alcohol and drug abuse. Which many times, often lead to suicide. So, the other interesting statistic is that of men who uh, uh, who successfully commit suicide, seventy-five percent of them have never, never had a diagnosis of mental health.
5: Problems. Whoa, really?
4: It's just not screened for. Hmm. We tend to think of depression, and anxiety as women's conditions, yes, because right. women talk about it more mm-hmm. because physicians and nurse practitioners. Screen for it more. Uh, listen, I've been going to the doctor a really long time, uh, and I go see my uh, my doc, uh, Doctor Vinny, um, who uh, is a great guy. But and I I, I love going to Doctor Vinny. We talk about Italian food all the time, so it's a wonderful visit. But in all the times that I've been seeing him, he's never asked me once about my emotional wellness or health. No, so okay. I'm kind of plugged into this. Huh. No, it's you know, and I know, yeah. and it's fine, you know. But I think it's emblematic of he's a good physician does a good job of mm. keeping me healthy and keeping me on track. Uh, but he never asks me about that. My wife, on the other hand, he always asks her. Well, almost oh, always, that's every interesting. Visit. Yeah. He always, how are you feeling? How are things going? You find yourself crying or you find yourself, you know, not wanting to do things that you usually like. So he does a really quick screening, but that's not what he does with me. So uh, All the right. other thing guys need to do is understand their emotional
2: health and wellness. Yeah, that's uh, just as important as physical health, that's for sure. Now, uh, that brings to mind uh, one thing that popped into my mind just now, a doctor, is another doctor that everybody goes to, and that is Dr. Google, and they might be going there instead of going to their GP or specialist or a real doctor. Uh, What's your view on that as far as uh, people living in the virtual world and just thinking that they can get everything they need on the Internet as far as information on treating this or... uh, uh, you know, addressing this, uh, whatever condition they might be suffering from.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, there's good and bad to all of this technology, you know, what, what technology you're looking at. And I think one of the good things about uh, the Internet and web is that you can find a lot of information. One of the bad things, it's hard to discriminate, which is junk and which is uh, good information. Yes, You know, going through that now, quite frankly, was one of my uh, kids. Uh, this, this child uh, an adult very successful in the business world going through uh, some problems with sleep just sleep problems and sleep abnormalities uh, and every every time the, the my my uh, child has an issue she she calls me uh, we talk about it but she's always interlacing their conversations with i read this on the internet <laughs> right. some of the people who did this are having problems mm-hmm. and i said look you know the folks on the internet don't have medicine degrees, don't have nursing degrees, don't have pharmacy degrees, don't have even dental degrees for the large part. They're people, so they express their concerns, and we just don't know what's going on with them in the rest of their lives. So, you know, uh, I tend to suggest folks, do become knowledgeable about your health conditions, but stick with good, validated sources, Mm -hmm. and usually those are associated with Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, WebMD is a good source, Men's Health Network is a good, validated source. and then when you look at different uh, disease areas, cardiology, the American Heart Association, diabetes, the American Diabetes Association, respiratory, the pulmonary association, and on and on and on. Right. So I think we stick with those professional, professionally credentialed organizations who really are very careful about not being alarmist and giving good, balanced information you're you're unsafe, and then the other things we have to get back to the way healthcare was practiced in the old days, about four years ago, when people had a conversation with their local doctor, nurse practitioner, pharmacist, whatever. Wow, what uh, a concept!
2: What a concept, yeah. Doctor Cell. <laughs> yeah, actually do talking to website. people. I mean, that's why we do talk radio. It's not text radio. It's not Twitter radio. It's not Twitter radio. It's talk radio. <laughs> And, uh, you know, yeah. this, I might add, this is the original social media talk radio for people that don't realize that for some of the younger people tuning into the show. I mean, this is where it all started. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll say okay. my piece. But, uh, now, well, do you sure. think. Yeah, what I, what I was going to say is, uh, since you're talking about uh, sources of information, it doesn't mean that we throw out or discount all the information on the Internet or the people that, uh, as you mentioned, share that might not be credentialed. I mean, they might have some good points and advice and uh, talking from experience, et cetera. So it, it's valuable to cross-reference those that information or those facts. Uh, but, yeah, go to your health practice practitioner, and uh, get the the real diagnosis first, and then, you know, you can see, uh, you can find out secondary information accordingly. Uh, doctor, uh, we need to uh, actually, uh, let's see, do we need to take one more break? Um, yeah, let's take a break, and then I have many more questions for you. When we come back, I want to ask you about prostate issues, since it's Men's Health Hour uh, and Men's Health Month in the month of June, uh, and is the PA test? Uh, excuse me, PSA test uh, still the gold standard for detecting uh, prostate issues as well as prostate cancer, the most common cancer in men, other than skin cancer. Back after this with much more information for men's health here on Doctor Health uh, with my guest, Doctor Sal Giorgiani. Uh, we'll give out uh, the Men's Health Network uh, website when we return as well. So stick around if you want to stay healthy back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues.
7: We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Want
1: to get at the core issues that make weight loss so difficult? Try PGX from Natural Factors. This revolutionary product is clinically shown to help people achieve their ideal body weight in a safe, natural way. PGX helps you feel full for hours, dramatically reduces the glycemic index of any food, and improves the action of insulin. If you've ever tried to lose weight and failed, you need the tremendous support of PGX. Learn more at PGX.com.
3: Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy.
2: Welcome back to the show, David Snow on your radio. It's the cure for the common radio show, and it's your weekly dose of verbal vitamins in the home of stimulating talk radio without the caffeine. Who needs something in your cup to wake up when you have us on your radio? And we do appreciate you tuning in. And uh, if you want to listen to the rebroadcast, that will be twelve hours from right now on the station you're listening to right now, or you can go to the website after this Wednesday, or next Wednesday, and we'll uh, podcast this to, this uh, show today, this morning, uh, and uh, website, and that would be drhealthradio.com, D-O-C-T-O-R HealthRadio.com. Continuing our conversation on men's health with Doctor Sal Giorgiani Uh, Doctor, let's talk about prostate issues, which affects all men if they live long enough. Uh, It's estimated that 70 or 80 percent of men over the age of 80 have prostate cancer, but usually heart disease or uh, cancer or something else, uh, some other disease takes them out before prostate cancer does. But nevertheless, uh, something like 40,000 men die every year of prostate cancer. So let's talk about uh, tests to detect and uh, help to... uh, bring out uh, the uh, effectiveness i mean uh, the um, the awareness that people have prostate cancer and that would be the psa test is that still the gold standard according to urologists and uh, men's health experts
4: yeah psa which is the prostate specific antigen is the uh, the most important single test that you can do but it isn't usually uh, diagnostic in and of itself and what the, and the reason for that is what the psa measures is an antigen, uh, a little immunologically taggable or identifiable uh, enzyme, if you will, or a compound that is produced by prostate cells. So, when you have a lot of prostate cells, more prostate cells than what you normally would have, you produce more of this antigen. When the prostate cells are more active than they normally are, you produce more of this antigen. And you can measure that level by a very, very simple blood test. Uh, the differentiator is in some cases those larger number of prostate cells may be totally benign. That is not things that can cause harm, but they do uh, cause the prostate gland to grow uh, and put pre- pressure on the urethra, the tubes that deliver urine from uh, into the bladder uh, and uh, out from the bladder into the you know excretion system. Uh, and that causes the, the problems of, uh, of urinary weakness and uh, problems with, uh, uh, with in, the, in the urinary tract, including infection. Now, so,
5: prostate-specific
4: oh. antigen alone can tell you something's going on, but it doesn't necessarily tell you exactly what's going on. I
2: see. So not a definitive diagnosis. Okay. Now, uh, everybody, and, and maybe some men don't know this, but... You know, different men have different sized prostates. I mean, just like, you know, women have different sized breasts and, and uh, men have different sized male organs, et cetera. And so, uh, does the size of the prostate have anything to do with uh, a, a PSA test or a number being high or low? Or, you know, if you have a smaller or larger uh, prostate, I mean, wh- how does that work?
4: It may. It might. Uh, and there's a pretty broad range of. Uh, uh, Levels that you're allowed to be in normal. I, I believe it's 0.5 to somewhere around one. Uh, or oh, okay. 3. So it's not so, two. You know, there's, there's a broad range. Mm-hmm. But what you then look for is a rapid change. So that is why we suggest that men in general have prostate a PSA exams starting 55, 60 years old. People, men who have a history of prostate cancer or, in, or even B, uh, BPH. Uh, in their family, they get it a little earlier. Uh, And then African-American men, uh, black men have uh, a higher tendency to develop prostate cancer, so they should start being screened even early, maybe in their 50s, some would say 45, depending on their history. So uh, then you get a baseline, Mm -hmm. that's very important. Then every year, uh, under normal circumstances, you check it, and then you look for the rate of change over the baseline year. So if your first is a 55, you look at 55, 56, 56, and you can see if it's if it's moving up to the one, uh, the level of one, certainly some people level two, some would say level four. But, you know, I think most folks look at level one, a marker of one. Uh, and then you go into a second a second tier screening, which is the fickle finger of faith uh, exam, uh, which guys hate. But face it, guys, if it saves your life. It might not be something you should defer. Oh, you're talking about uh, digital
2: that's... exams, right?
4: Right, the digital yeah. rectal exam.
2: Okay,
4: uh, where the, the clinician just feels the surface of the prostate to see the next most important clue, which is: are there any irregularities, any lumps or bumps in the prostate? Um, just what does it feel like? Uh, uh, I had, uh, I have had a very low PSA level. In my 70s, out, and I had a DRE, uh, and it was found that there was an irregularity and a, and a lump there in the prostate. So I went to the next tier, and that's what you do now. Now, the next tier, the traditional approach at the next tier had been a punch biopsy of the prostate gland, where you insert a very thin, thin needle into the prostate gland, and you take little samples of the tissue right. uh, in maybe 15, 16 places. Uh, it's, it's, it isn't the, the most pleasant thing, uh, but it's analogous to what women do in their breast exam when they have a breast biopsy done, uh, and then you can determine uh, if this problem. But now we have uh, the ability to do this with advanced radiologic exams, uh, MRIs that you can go and you can get this, this done very nicely. It's not particularly invasive, uh, and most people think that now the, the approach would be PSAs, uh, DREs and then radiologic exams, right. and then if you need it, a punch biopsy.
2: Okay. Now we uh, just have a few minutes left, so let's uh, shift gears back to uh, well, virility, fertility. Let's say sure. fertility for uh, for last if uh, if we have time. But uh, back to uh, one of the questions I had was posed by a, a woman I met recently, and she, she asked me, I, you know, she knew I was going to be doing the interview today, and she said, well, ask him about female Viagra. Is uh, is Pfizer or any of the other pharmaceutical companies working on a female Viagra since you were with Pfizer and you're a pharmacist? Uh, are they still working yeah, on the, on that as a holy grail for uh, women?
5: I, I
4: was in the medical group when that, when that was going on, and uh, yes, we did start those trials. Uh, we actually had a, a, a comp of a pink tablet uh, that would be the Viagra market what we found out is unlike in the guys where it's maybe 70 to 80 percent plumbing uh, and 30 to 20 percent psychological in women it's almost the reverse number it's 80 percent psychological uh and 20 to 30 percent uh plumbing or physiologic mm. so what we 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 started the the testing we started the, the studies in women and we determined that we would probably need to enormous number of women over a significant period of time to be able to provide efficacy uh, to the satisfaction of FDA and when we look at the patent half-life on it uh, and the length of time it would have taken to get to that that uh, that statistically valid double-blind placebo-controlled trial, which is the gold standard for approval,
5: uh-huh. uh, it
4: would it just didn't make sense so we pulled the we, we just stopped those studies. Uh, the reality is, Viagra does work because are an analogy between male anatomy and female anatomy, in the same ways, Viagra works in men, uh, it works in women to increase blood flow in the genital areas, and that in and of itself, in some women, uh, can be very, uh, uh, very useful uh, in helping to restore satisfaction and intimacy. All
5: right. The other side note
4: is that we did not get support from the religious communities for development oh. of uh, Viagra for women hmm. because they didn't consider that as something to help procreation, they consider that simply recreation. And I think that I was see. a very misguided view.
2: Okay. All right. Now, um, before Viagra, people forget that uh, there was a prescription. It was, I believe, wasn't the most common one, yohimbine hydrochloride, uh, five milligrams or so? Uh, what's right. your What's your experience with that? And, and I know that you have studied pharmacognosy as well, and uh, so that's the botanical... Uh, botanical drugs uh, that are are uh, available in plants and you know in, in nature. Uh, so, uh, what what is your feeling on using yohimbe as maybe a replacement for or a substitute for Viagra if people want to go natural or if they just don't want the the drug or getting a prescription?
4: The way it works or supposedly works is an irritant. It irritates the tissues, and which theoretically makes them more sensitive. Uh, I don't suggest people try that. It can be very uncomfortable if you take it in large enough doses. Uh, There are other reasons, for example, as we discussed earlier, why you're having that erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. The the secondary effects of long-term killer conditions, hypertension, diabetes, uh, obesity, smoking, and on and on. So I think that you probably should not utilize that type of a product. If it was effective, there would never have been a market for Viagra.
2: Okay, now uh, and then uh, there's also horny goat weed. Uh, the um, I forget the u- uracoma. Let's see. Uh, well, there's uh, several, and there's of course ginseng, and the, the, some there's some compelling research on some of the other uh, botanicals uh, for. Uh, I mean, they're giving them for animals uh, sometimes, uh, besides vitamin E and things like that, uh, for fertility. And horny goatweed, as you know, it's named that because uh, the certain populations were noticing that the goats got randy when they were eating this weed, <laughs> and so that hence the name. But uh, any any research that you've done in that regard with other plants?
4: I, I have not. Okay. Uh, I'm not a pharmacognosist by training. although right. I took a lot of pharmacognosy. I do think that there are some usefulness in natural products. And believe me, I I recommend them a lot, particularly good quality teas, matcha, Mm -hmm.
5: uh, and
4: and other herbals that can be very helpful uh, for various conditions. But, you know, the best way to know that is see if it has been reviewed. And again, Mayo Clinic, WebMD, Cleveland Clinic websites, they have good unbiased reviews of these products. I do think, though, that if you want to try a natural remedy for virtually any condition, give it a few months, Make sure that it's not going to interfere with medications that you're taking. Make sure it's not going to interfere with diagnostic tests to to uh, watch and keep an eye on chronic conditions. Uh, and give it a few months. And if it's not working, don't stay with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, one, one, uh,
2: one more question, Duck. Uh, sorry to um, be short with you, but we're short on time. Uh, fertility it, it affects men as well as women. I mean, everybody thinks of women as being infertile, but uh, about half the time, uh, when when they when both you know individuals and a couple that want to conceive a, a, a child, when they get uh, examined and, and tested and everything, uh, almost half the time it's it's the man that, that is yeah. just as likely to be infertile as the woman. So uh, do you have any experience in that regard?
4: So many so many reasons for that. One of them happens to be low testosterone levels, and there are so many things in the environment that can reduce testosterone levels, particularly in the new yes, environment. Yes. For example, antibacterial soaps contain a mm-hmm. uh, compound that has been removed from most antibacterial soaps that reduce the testosterone level in men significantly over a period of time, particularly individuals who wash their hands three, four, five times a day, mm. like physicians and doctors. Yeah, and right. Like, <laughs> you know, you do have to be careful of the environment. You do have to have a healthy lifestyle. And if you're not, a, and you can certainly have an erection and not be able to conceive, there may be something different going on with spermatozoa. So here again, the thing that guys should do is if there's a problem, get it checked out, and see if it can be managed. But leading, uh, you know, there are other things you can do nutritionally, lifestyle way that can reduce your chances of having infertility as a guy or a gal. All
2: right. And we didn't even get to – I I wanted to ask you about your Esquire article. You were on the cover – or your uh, topic was on the cover of that uh, a few years back. Uh, Hopefully they'll do another one for the – what is it? Next year is the 25th anniversary of Viagra, right?
4: That's right. Wow. March 2023. All right, and you had a hand at it. Uh,
2: well, uh, can't thank you enough, Doc, for uh, being on the show. And uh, and uh, since you were mentioning things that affect male fertility, I wanted to mention fragrances and perfumes and plastics and a lot of other environmental things that people yes. need to be Absolutely aware enough. of as well. Uh, we didn't even get to. Um, well, I won't tell you the questions that we didn't get to, but uh, I'll save that for our next interview. I definitely want to have you back on the show, Doctor Georgiani. Appreciate you I'd be so happy much. happy
5: to be on again.
4: All right. I'd be happy to be on
2: again. Oh, and, and give us uh, uh, one more time the Men's Health Network uh, website, please.
4: Uh, www.men'shealthnetwork.org. And it's another sister site, healthymen.org. www.healthymen.org. Oh.
2: <laughs> All right. Great. All right. Dr. Sal Giorgiani, thank you so very much. And uh, keep up the good work with uh, making men more aware of their health and what to do about it. Appreciate it.
4: My pleasure. Thanks
2: for having me. All right. There goes Dr. Giorgiani. And here we go with another edition of the program. But join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of Dr. Health Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, this is David Snow reminding you that it isn't how long you live. It's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week.